Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. <laughs> okay, we're live. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us again. Uh, audio experience brought to you by Onyx Hunt. I got Garrett Weaver. He's He's been on the podcast how many times? Probably a couple. Yeah, a number of times. Couple. It's always so good um, just to have him in the in the studio today. And anyway, he has an awesome podcast, super informational. He's my gear guy. When I have gear questions, <laughs> I say, Garrett, what's going on? It's uh, On Point. Guys, go check it out uh, on On Point Podcast. But um, anyway, so I said, Garrett, you want to you want to reminisce about this last season? Do you want to come <laughs> in and reminisce and and, uh, and go over some stuff? And he had a super successful. Which you said what this was this was the one this it? was a, a rebound year for me because 2020 okay. was the worst year i've ever had in the woods oh so we're backing that right back up with the best <laughs> yes and, and then so i'm like not not again not again not, please god never again. let me feel okay so it's <laughs> kind of a funny story it's not funny if it's you but telling you you'll probably else. think it was funny so i planned out this huge giant season for 2020 Right. I even had my first guided elk hunt. My whole family was going to go on. Oh, I think I remember, I remember telling you about I remember, that. Yeah, I, remember I got taken to town on that one. I love getting taken to town. I was to out town. thousands of bucks. It was a scam. I never even got to go hunting. So that's how my season ended last Sweet. year. Sweet. And um, so I had all these good tags. And, and I, I was telling my wife, I'm like, we need to go through the freezer and just make room. We need to eat everything <laughs> because we're that's always a good start that's always a good start yeah, to see yeah so we go through and we're going through luckily i have a lot of elk burgers so we didn't go through all that but everything else i was like exposing the bottom of the freezer I getting down it. there right? I love it. and then um so I, I i did my part i ate a lot of a lot of elk meat a lot of deer meat <laughs> And I'm making way for what never came. What never came. Yeah. So we ate a lot of elk burger um, throughout the year. And I, dude, I don't know if you do this, but when I, I go to Safeway, do my grocery shopping there. Okay. And, um, I, I, it must be a pride thing, but I. This should be good. And completely. It's like I'm buying something extremely embarrassing. Like if you're going there and you're buying like some very unmentionable personal items, I was just doing that with steak because I don't like buying steak at the store. It's it's embarrassing. I'm a hunter. I should have that <laughs> shit in my freezer. I shouldn't okay. have to go to Safeway. And so uh, it's like I'm trying to shoplift these these steaks. I'm looking over my shoulder like, is anybody looking at me here? No one cares, obviously. But <laughs> it's completely inside my head. And I'm like, can I confess something? Real yeah. Quick? Do you do the same thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just went to B&D and bought a ribeye this morning. Did you really? Yeah, so well, we can eat them tonight. Better. I'm just being honest with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, see, I think yeah. that's good. I think that mental check is good. It's a pride thing. And, and like, I'd rather eat a, you know, and, and granted they're different. It's, it's a different animal. But I'd rather eat something that I took home from the woods than, yeah. than the best Wagyu or Wagyu or however the heck you pronounce it, steak ever. You know, like, and I know a lot of people won't agree with that. But like I just, it tastes better when you bring it home yourself. I wouldn't, to, to I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, it's it's just a pride thing for me. Hundred percent. And um, well, I, I, yeah, I ended up eating a lot of beef last year. And was so, it good? 
It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I tell everybody, I'm like, I love elk steak and I can eat it about, Beef is good, man. You know, half a year. I can, you know, every other day is what I'm saying, but <laughs> it's hard to beat a big ribeye steak. It really is. It's and, hard and, to beat and, it. You know, if I ever wanted meat, my folks have cows out there on the in, on the property and I can go out and get grass-fed, home-raised beef. And But as a, as a, as a man, I think, I mm. think that we're born kind of providers, right? 100%. And, and I wouldn't just limit it to them. I, hunters in general, whether, whether you hunt for yourself or for others, like I went and I, you know, I, I gave, it's kind of funny. I gave my neighbor, gave multiple neighbors meat throughout the year. Cool. You know, they, none of them hunt. Yeah. They like to, one of them's in the, you know, probably he's 80 turning 82, I think next Sweet. year. Sweet. He's, obviously he's not getting out and getting it done anymore and right. he's not even trying. And so I went there and I dropped off um, elk, antelope, and then I had one tiny thing of axis deer that a buddy dropped off for me. Yeah. And um, I just, I, he, he gave me a little too much. It was going to go bad. And so I gave it to my neighbor. And so I gave him three different types of animals to choose. Like I gave them all. I gave him like, tell me which one you think's which and, and eat this one first, you know. Um, it's going to spoil. It's going to spoil here in the next two days. Spoil. I'm not giving you bad meat, but I'm giving you close to bad really meat. Really push the chicken because yes. it's turning. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's turning. And, um, and, and just the, I don't know, it's just, it's just being a good neighbor, but being a provider. Like, sure. like, I know like when you give a gift, the, the, the chemical endorphins that go off in your head, the, you, you're rewarded 100%, as well. hundred percent, man. It's you're, a pride thing, man. It is. It's super, super cool. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I gave away the whole bear I killed, um, this year. To the veterans across the street, they have a food bank for the local communities and awesome. veterans. And, awesome. And I just like, man, like there's a lot of good, we need less bears 100%. and we need to do more for our community and veterans. And yeah. it was just a win-win. I gave the whole skull and everything. And they donated the skull to the kids' biology classes and the Cow Creek Indians. I mean, the, the whole thing was used. It was really, really? That's really It was cool. awesome. Really cool. And I can't wait to do it again. I mean, yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, and so it was, you know, it was just a... That's, I think that's just all about being a provider. And it's, I think yeah. it's just in us. Yeah. And too, when I said, you know, as men, women could be providers too. Yeah. There's a lot of women out there that are hunting too. <laughs> I'm not just saying as men, you know, you have to be out there and provide. That's, it's, 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 I think it's a totally uh, dynamic thing as far as, and it's individual, you know, 100%. how each person feels about it. So, no, yeah. that's really, really cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, so we got the, we didn't buy a new freezer. We just emptied yeah. a cold one. Right? <laughs> we could have downsized. Yeah. We could downsize. 100%. I might as well just unplug the thing and just throw everything in my house, my house freezer. House freezer. <laughs> just wait. Yeah. But uh, you know, and so 2020 was no bueno. And, and, um, and so I, I really, you know, in, in the last couple of podcasts you and I've done, I've been talking about getting away from doing the gear stuff and, and woodsmanship and what's going to make people more successful. Cause yeah. you know, if, this if. is what I'm curious about because we've done a lot of podcasts on just gear, on like yeah. arrow testing. I remember back in the day, this has been a couple years ago, man. You came to me yeah. like, what's the best arrow setup? Yeah. And <laughs> yes. I think my answer was the one that hits where it's supposed to go. <laughs> right. Something of that nature. But it's just like you really got tangled up in it. Yeah. And we, you know, I still think a lot of the tests we do, especially with the arrows, dude, like we figured out what was a good system. What I, was a good arrow. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I think the cream of the crop broadheads in our test, they rose to the top. There was three or four that I would totally have no problem putting on the end of my arrows. Any of them. Yes. Yes. I would agree. And, um, yeah, I mean, and, and I, you know, I think a guy could have predicted what most of them would have been just because price, I think you pay with for what you get. A I lot. would agree too. But you know, with the arrows and stuff, you know, finding out what component systems are just as strong as others but a fraction of the cost, I, to me, that was fun. Yeah. And, cool. um, yeah. And so 
I, I, I think that does help people. But at the same time, I think, you know, analysis through paralysis kind of thing starts to happen. And I've been guilty of that. I've contributed to people doing that. Oh, yeah. And I, I, you know, what kind of probably sent me down this path was one of the most common questions I was getting um, was, will this arrow setup kill an elk? <laughs> and it was like... If I'm receiving these things, it's probably because people. It's probably because I'm making people wonder. If Honestly, you start well when you go down that path. You start to be the trusted person for those answers, right? You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I probably put in more time than 99 of the people out 100% there. Hundred percent, you have, and, and completely. You know, I've talked to the light arrow advocates. I've talked to the heavy arrow Ashby guys. Talked to them all, yeah. right? And and so I'm like, what is just, just period? What's the best? No, no bias, no nothing, and. And, um, in, I can tell you what arrow I've, I've, I've never been happier with my arrow right now. I mean, and if I had to go one way or the other, I'd go a little bit lighter and I'm at 480 grains. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, but that's just for my setup, my draw length and the way that I like to hunt. But, yep. um, you know, what getting back to the woodsmanship thing is, is what is going to make people more successful? Because if gear would make people successful, we'd have to cut tags because everybody would fill their tags. You would, think. You, you would, you would just... Everybody, opening day, whatever, whoever. I mean, the the success ratios would would show it, and they don't. In some, in most cases, most I, would, cases. I would agree with you. I would okay. agree. Um, you know, just like if paperwork would 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 solve a lot of the uh, pro- problems we have politically, you know, we'd have we'd have no problems because we have a lot of paperwork. And I say that I say that on the safety stuff too for my job. You know. If, if hazard alerts and safety alerts could save lives, we'd never have an accident because we have a million of those. Oh, yeah. Right? There's, so there's a number. The act of being safe is what makes you safe. Yeah. And making good decisions. Well, how do you make good decisions out in the woods? It doesn't matter. You know, that that 600 grain, 700 grain arrow, that 400 grain arrow isn't going to help you kill anything if you can't get yourself in front of an elk. You got to make the decisions to get yourself there. I would agree. So, and, and, and I, I think that's kind of a hard argument to argue with. Really, I think that's pretty just obvious statements to me. Yes. Could you, I, could you even play devil's advocate? I don't. Yeah, that? no, you can't. There's steps <laughs> that have to be taken in order to get to where you can actually release that arrow. Yeah. I mean, one of my, most, of them. One of my most popular posts, I mean, I, and I was always I kind of, you know, when I posted, I had a little bit of a smirk on my face probably, but it was like, you know, you know I posted the picture and I was really hoping people would read my heart on it. I posted a picture of the animals I, t- I took this year. And, and then and and then I put not worrying about all the crap that didn't make me successful, like arrow weight, bows, FOC, all this other stuff, etc. And then I put on the other side of the post, same post, a black nice. screen. And then me, and then all I had me wonder, worrying about FOC, broadheads, bows, gears, boots, Interesting. and then basically didn't kill anything. And then just worried about myself and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to hunt. Interesting. And then, that yeah, I mean, you I got attacked <clears throat> I, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. But that was one of my most popular posts of all year. People again, want, the numbers guy coming back. Yeah, people, people are, people are, they agree with it. They really do. They they just 100%. want to go out and and have fun. And I think that I I think honestly that the the social media and, and all this all this gear stuff. I think people are kind of getting it's getting old. I do. I would agree with you. I do agree. Um, what do you think? One of our, probably our most asked question on our email. I handle all the email. At it's got to be about arrows. Or probably broadhead. Arrow, what arrow, well, broadhead? Yeah. Yep. yeah. What broadhead do you guys use and which one can do, Can I shoot an elk with? Yeah. What broadhead? 
That's that's the <laughs> number one. I would say. I would say the say? number one question. Yeah. And I, you know, it, and, are they and I've like you. you? Huh? Yeah, yeah, to me. Imagine that, a question to me. And back, yes. you know, when I first started doing all the emails and everything, it would be more of an elaborate, well, you know, we all shoot different, because we all shoot a different broadhead. All of us do. Yes. And we all shoot different weights of arrows, because <laughs> right. some of us care more than others as far as this and that, which is good. And, and But then you have to look at the past and like, okay, well, how good is it done for you? You know, and how, you yes. know, and then you're like, well, man, now I question everything, you know, the certain, it's just like, what the heck? And so I have a very simple answer now. What's your it's answer? Like, whichever one hits where you're <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, uh, and I, then I, you have certain yeah. bows, different broadheads fly different out of different bows. Yeah, they do. And it's just like, so if your bow's not tuned or if you can, you know, you're doing right. this or that or the other, or a four blade shoots better than a three blade because, or, you know, I, the one thing that just, I have a tough time personally is shooting an expandable for elk. That's okay. the only thing that I have. Like I watched Trevor and Steve both do it this year, both successful, both shot them, both killed them. And it just wasn't quite the penetration that I would have thought. They didn't get pass-throughs. No, Trevor's arrow. I mean, he hit perfect. You couldn't have drawn an X more perfect on an elk for a long shot. And it went, it didn't even almost pass through. It didn't even puncture the other side of the hide. Really? Yeah. Uh, do you remember what head this was? Yes, yeah, <laughs> I knew that. I, some, I just, I'm, I'm just fishing at that point. Some newfangled <laughs> something or other hybrid something. I don't know. Anyway. At least he used a hybrid. There you yeah, go. <laughs> at least he had a hybrid on. <laughs> but, but it's just like ah, just from the, the and that's my short, small, very, very small experience with him. So I, right. I don't have an experience with them like I do fixed blade, obviously, just because I haven't been around them. So that is a total biased opinion, obviously. And right. You could argue both elk just went and died too, you know. Right. So I was like, oh shoot, man, yeah, maybe you got a good point. They worked, but they you know worked. how much you know. The, the, but also, what comes down is you know um, how much grain, you know, how heavy was the arrow? Yeah. How how much energy did it have when it hit? How much all momentum? of that you stuff know, comes you, into play? Yeah, and. You know, I, I just think that, you know, and there's there's a, there's kind of a big, actually, there's a really big pushback happening or beginning to happen against the Ashby stuff now. There's oh, a, really? a lot of traction. I, I, I'm staying out of you're, it. You're following it. I'm following it. I'm, like that, I'm it. like that popcorn emoji in the comment section. That's just what I post now. I don't, I don't really contribute to any of it. It's just because I know what works for me. I know what works, period. And, yeah. and, and it just, it doesn't, yeah. I think you make a it's good point. Just, it's just like find out what's worse for you and have faith in that. Exactly. And stop listening to the hooey. You yeah. Know? Stop listening. Let your success and your failures guide there where you, you shoot. There you go. And lucky, lucky for me, I I just have to throw jabs. It's just fun. But lucky for me, I started on mechanical, so I already knew what worked. <laughs> or so, I'm sorry, I started on I started on fixed fixed blades. blades. So I knew what worked. I didn't uh, have to find out the. Hard I thought way you might agree with me on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, mechanical guys. That is literally uh, a joke, yeah. mechanical guys. Yeah. But. You know, um, I used them on turkeys, you know, so, I, you know, Dude, I'm a mechanical guy. I'm those not. are like a prehistoric animal. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. should We're shooting like a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't want to. Okay. We're tangenting. Keep going. Oh, well, yeah, we season. are. We are. I don't even remember where we, where we were now. You, but you were you were throwing jabs at the mechanical guy. You were throwing quick. jabs out there. But what you were doing uh, is <laughs> taking every piece of meat out of your freezer. Oh, to yeah. Get ready. Continuing for this to eat it. Um, and, and I and I uh, we were successful. We we. But got rid of about 90% of the freezer space. And now we were completely ready to throw two elk, two deer, and, and a bear in there. Like we are probably could fit more even than that. There I you mean, go. It, 
we don't have a giant free throw. Sounds pretty good empty. size. It was pretty good size. Yeah. And, um, and so I just, we were dealing with that and I'm just like thinking, gosh, darn it. You know, like I have never been this defeated and, and deflated after a hunting season, you know, getting scanned for thousands of dollars didn't help, but do you think you put uh, too much pressure on yourself? 100%. 100%. Well, and, and I think honestly, and, and I, and I love my hunting partners and I love my friends and I failed because of the, the decisions I made. I'm not putting this on them. But I am more successful when I hunt by myself. Interesting. Yeah. 99% of the time. See, um, so I totally feel not really, differently by any means, but we, just speaking from my aspect, it's yeah. as a team. So yeah. if that's I, interesting that you say that. If I, and, and it's not, I'm, I'm, I, I take responsibility for not filling my time. I'm not blaming my hunting partners. Yeah. I, would, I, I just, that's just not the right thing to do. It's not, it's not the truth. But if I was by myself, I would have had, I would have killed something in my opinion, 100% because I just would have done my own thing. And, and, and I just, I just get more opportunities you sure. Know? sure. and, and three heads take longer to think more than one, you know, and, and it just, sure. in my opinion, and, and I love hunting with a hunting partner, having a collar for elk. It's, that's almost impossible to be having a good collar for elk that is there to help you without even having a bow in hand is there to help you kill a bull. I really don't think you can beat that. However, no. huh? You can't beat that. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. like the ultimate way, but the way that I was hunting, I if was getting, you don't into, have that. If, then Yeah. You got to change up a few, few things. And, yes. and I was, I was getting into bowls, you know, and, and, um, you know, I just, I just, uh, I do have some regrets about that season. I need to, I, and, and, and after, after that season, I didn't want to feel that way again. I didn't want to feel that way. Cause I was a little, um, crusty after that season, you know, I was like, you know, I was just had a lot of negative thoughts and I'm like, you know what? No, I didn't kill a bull because that's on me. No one else. No one How else do you deal with that in the off season? With what? The, the negative thoughts? Yeah. So yeah. how do you go from that season that you had and what do you put in place? What do you implement to go into this next, <laughs> you said, the most successful season of you your life? You want me to be really candid? I do. Um, well, I know your show's PG, so I'll keep it PG. Yeah, just keep it PG. <laughs> um, it. So I, 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 I had phone calls. With my friends, hunting partners. This should be good. <laughs> and um, I said, you know, I'm going to give you everybody the one finger wave until I fill my tags. Wow. And I am not, I am, I love you guys. I want you to be successful, but I'm taking care of my freezer. Be, I'm done. I am, I am going out there and I'm going to fill you my went. tags. I'm going Rambo. I'm a one man army. <laughs> Okay. So you one man banded it. So you went <laughs> basically. You went as selfish as you could. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, I know this is selfish. I love it. And I, I'm talking what I'm going to be selfish this year because when I'm selfish, I fill my tags. And when I'm when I'm playing guy and I'm on the wrong side of the beagle, I don't fill my tags. And and my freezer's empty this year. And I'm more generous when my freezer's full. So if you guys want me to hunt, wish me luck. And, and if you guys want my help, wish me luck because I will be there. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. When my tags are filled and my freezer's full. Okay. And I know that sounds bad. I know that's selfish, but. Dude, I, it, it doesn't sound, yes, it sounds selfish, but it, it, it sounds honest. It is honest. It sounds honest. I like elk meat <laughs> and I like deer meat. I can't go to the store and I'm, with, a, with yes, a good and conscience. And I'm not going to wear a hood every time I go into Safeway. I'm not doing it that. It sucks wearing that And mask. so, um, you know, I had friends that, you know, they count on me to help them out you know they're they're not very experienced some of them are, are oh, yeah. fairly new and absolutely and i you know I'm, i i told them like don't think i'm not going to take and don't 
be afraid to ask, but don't be surprised when I tell you no. Yeah. Because I've got unfinished business from 2020. I've got to take care of it. Like I don't even, uh, don't even, yeah, just has to happen. Yeah. And so um, as respectful as I could, everybody took it. And everybody's like, Gary, I completely understand. Interesting. And, and, and they all, and that's did. what tells a true friend. Right. Well, they all saw what Kim and I went through on that, on that scam. Yeah. And they all saw what happened throughout the season. And, and I just had a lot of tough breaks and, and, and honestly, that monkey is I, I, going into 2021. That monkey was on my back and it never left. Like I, every day I hunted that thought in the back of my mind about how bad 2020 was. It was with me every day. I swear to God, it was, it was, it, it's still, it's still, it is still with me. I thought it would go, I thought it would go away. And, um, and what, what did you say? Uh, you said, you asked me, what did I do? I went to the gym every week. I went, I went three to five days a week. I'm not pretty much nonstop. There might've been a week, you know, or two, sure, but sure. pretty much nonstop three to five days a week. I shot the crap out of my bow. Um, I, I spent more time in the woods scouting, having fun. That'd be my next question. Yeah. What did you do? You, we, we've talked a lot, I think. And I think this has been a big, um, a big growing uh, space for you in your journey, I think, as a hunter or whatnot, just being gifted enough to know you um, for the last while. And it's just like you talk a lot about woodsmanship. Yeah. And what did you do to prepare yourself for that? Well, that woodsmanship. Honestly, me, the, the getting in shape, obviously, that, I mean, that's a yes. given. If yeah, you're that's a elk, given. That's a given. Yeah. If you're going to chase elk, you better be able shape. to be able to chase elk, yeah. right? Or yeah. else it's not even, it's all for not. But what did you do in the woodsmanship? What would you consider that side of things? Time spent did? in the woods is the number one thing, period. Yeah. Time spent in the woods. I mean, all that time that you're on Onyx or Go Hunt or all these other websites, that's fantastic. But if you live local to that yeah, and you're just like, oh, this area looks good, but you don't do anything with it, that's time not well spent. If you go out and you say, that looks like a really cool drainage or that little, that little ridge right here, I want to go see what's over on that ridge when there's nothing to go hunt, right? Yeah. Like, and then you go and you follow through with it. Just being on LNX and go hunt, that's just one step of many. And a lot of, a lot of those, I think, in my opinion, I, I, I think that a lot of people end their process there. They don't go out and put boots on the ground because it's easy to do that. It is not easy. It, it is easy to go put boots on the ground when you're passionate about something. Yeah. And, and, but if you don't have the, the, the mental fortitude or, or really the passion or the drive to go put boots on the ground, I, I feel like you're missing the biggest piece of the puzzle. I spent super seasonal. I spent more time in the woods this year than I have since I was 19 years, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's back. I was super successful when I was that young. Granted, I wasn't a very, I just was super persistent. I was in the woods all day, almost every day. And I just knew where the animals were. Would you, know? you so would you say honestly? I mean, I'm assuming it, it just a lot of confidence building. Well, a lot of confidence building, and then um, you know, I, I would have to if I had to contribute my success to um, to to a couple people. My wife would be number one for allowing me to be out in the woods that much. Yeah, she knows she she knows what she got into. We were together for you know, God, six years before we even got engaged and, and she, you know, she, she was getting into, yeah. but she still allows me to go do it. And it takes a lot of grace on her. And, and you know, your wife, you put your wife through the ringer during every hunt season two. hundred percent. Family is huge with yeah. us and it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. And, and, and so I appreciate her. And, but I, you know, me and, uh, Brad Powell, uh, if you guys want to find him, I think he's coast skate hunter. I think you probably have met him or, or know of. Yeah. Him, I met him that one time. I think with you, I think probably, I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
Great dude. I don't remember what you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting your memory more. Great, that. Yeah, that does. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that, but great dude. Great and dude. Um, the guy, for whatever reason, he's the opposite as me. He's had a tough time with blacktail with a bow. Yeah. And a really good time with elk with a bow. And I've had like, let's go kill a blacktail with a bow. And then I'm like, struggle with an elk okay. with a bow. Okay. So we kind of complement each other really there well you go. there. But, um, you know, these last few years, I've really figured, figured the rosies out and, and, and been able to have a good time in the woods. But he's in the woods more than anybody I know, period. Like that guy is in the woods almost, almost every week for sure. But I would say multiple days a week. Really? Yeah. I mean, it just, it doesn't matter. He's got two kids and a wife too and a full-time job. What drives him? He loves being out in the woods. Hmm. Passion. Checking trail cams, whatever it may be. Cutting. Like we, him and I have gone out and cut little like landing flat spots in the sides of these steep, steep, steep hills. Oh, yeah. And to get a shooting platform. To get a shooting platform. And like, who does that? You know, you you knew about that. So, yeah, yeah, you've done that. Oh, yeah. um, I've made clear cuts to get a shot from. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yes. we're, we're, We're hunting, you know, cliff systems now that you can't see unless you clear out that spot we cleared out and shoot from anywhere and shoot from anywhere yeah. yeah and so you know just doing stuff like that his trail cam game is is through the roof he shed hunts almost all year round it seems like he's always thinking about flag on that one but i'll yeah. <laughs> agree to disagree yeah i mean he's always out looking for sheds and, and that's cool um, that's so and, cool and now i'm finding more reasons to get out in the woods like i bought a fox pro i'm, tra- I'm chasing coyotes and cougars now i'm trying to call in a cougar i that's my goal this year is to call on and shoot a cougar. Oh, yeah. That's my number one goal boss I developed. Um, and so just really, and, and then also putting in for more tags. I got, I got a few tags this year. I hunted Idaho. I hunted Wyoming. I was going to hunt Arizona and then called it off. And then I hunted Oregon. And so, you know, I, I was setting myself up to be successful this year. Um, and really just, I didn't care about. I already knew what I liked for arrows. I already knew what I liked for broadheads. I knew my bow was still good. The Evoke 31, that's only like a four-year-old, three-year-old bow now. Still an amazing bow. Why not keep hunting with all that stuff? 100%. Spend very little mental energy on all that. And then go out and just enjoy the woods. Where I, I killed, I don't know how many animals in Carhartts this year. You know. Oh, yeah. This, yeah, no, I, that's fine. what, like, it goes back to me. I mean, it just goes back to confidence, man. When you're reeking with confidence, you're just like, I've done all the steps. I've done everything that I need to do. <laughs> right. Right. To get to the to that successful moment. All that needs to happen now is to see an you know, to to right. to get on the animal that I've already scouted, that I've already seen. I know there's animals around here. All that happens now is just to fling an arrow right. and just start, you know, sharpening the knife. Right. Well, I mean, I was at ultimate high confidence the day before season because I was I went in there to check a trail cam and the last four times. I think I you talked there, to me about this yes. too. Yeah. Yes, I was in there four or five times in a row, and the elk were in there. And yeah. I'm like, and then the last time I was in there, there was a big rub and a big freaking bull track. With Didn't you hear a bugle too? Or something? Um, I don't remember. I don't think I thought I, you told I me you did. I, I think I bugled just the day before season, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that was probably a mistake because I. That herd was gone the next day, and that was the only right. thing that changed was that I bugled in there. Right. But I know it probably didn't affect anything. But and so, <laughs> like, I knew where I was going to be. I was I was going to sit here. I mean, I hadn't seen the bull yet, but I knew he was a good bull. Yeah. And um, and so even though he avoided my troll cam, um, that's where I was going to be. And then they were gone. I hunted that whole drainage all the way down to the bottom, all the way around everywhere. They Nothing. were gone. And, but every, like the first nine days of season, I was in bugling bulls, uh, seven of them. 
In Rosie Country, that's pretty good. Darn good, man. It was way better than what I was. I'll yeah. tell you that. And so I'm like, well, hearing you struggle is like, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm nothing special. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, I'm reaching out going, has anybody heard of Google yeah, yeah. anywhere in this country? I remember having conversations with you and you're like, maybe we're hunting the wrong unit. Like, you guys drew that unit. What are you talking about? Um, but um, yeah, I mean, and then I wasn't talking to a lot of other people that were that were getting bugles. It was it was for whatever reason. I'll just call it luck. You know, I was getting into elk. I won't, I won't say getting into elk, but I was getting bulls to 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 be vocal, which to me is a win. Number one, but getting them to stick around was a different thing. Like mm-hmm. I was I was in within 125 yards. I'm probably four different bowls. I didn't see one of them. Um, Which is, can happen. I mean, yeah. a lot. That's That happens to us a, yeah. as far as just like so close, no, so close. Exactly. No, and know. it's not like the wind was bad. I mean, right. Every every situation was perfect. I played yep. it right. And then like I'd get that last, I, I'd, I'd just try and touch his temperature a little bit higher. Like I'd put a little bit more on the, on the last bowl bugle before I went. I mean, I got this bowl bugle three or four times. Um, and then like, and then just trying to make sure he was staying in the same spot. Yeah. Not, not just to hear Keep him. tabs on him. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to try and piss him off a little bit. So I put a little bit more jazzy fluid in that last bugle and, and he, he almost, almost cut me off. And this time I heard the, 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 the everything and I'm yeah. like, he is right there now. He's pretty anger. pissed. So I, I bailed down in, I got about 40 yards down, um, maybe about 80 yards down the hill. It's probably about a 200 yard dip down into the bottom and he's in the bottom of course. And, um, and I'm like, I'm just going to see where he's at now. Cause he, he hears me coming. Um, I'm going to bugle one more time. And then he bugled and he was 200 yards up the drainage and, and going. And um, I was like, and there's he, that middle finger you're talking about. Exactly. You to your buddies. Yeah. <laughs> That's called karma. That's called karma. And, um, yeah. And so that happened, that happened on that bowl. That happened two or three times because I had another bowl bugling up above the road. Literally, as I was bugling to that bowl, I got another bowl torch off up above me. And I'm surrounded by roads. So these are roads everywhere at this point. And, um, and I knew it wasn't a hunter because there was no tracks in there at all. Like it was just a ghost town. I was the only person hunting this whole drainage for whatever reason. It was that just, it's, just, it's just not a sexy area to hunt. It's just, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. It's just, oh, yeah. just not the ones that you like, I want to go in there. And, um, and so I'm getting these bulls, bulls to torch off, but none of them want to commit. It's just like, man, like, and, and some of these bulls are like, I, I told you, um, recently, some of these bulls are, I'm getting across canyons. They're, they're 1200 yards away. And I'm like, how did I even get that bull to torch off? Yeah. You know? And, and, um, so I was, you know, I counted those as bugles, but I didn't count, count those as encounters. You know, yeah. A 1200 yard bugle is not, not a call or an encounter. Yeah. But yeah. And so that's really, I, I probably got into the weeds too much there, but that's, Spending time in the woods and then, you know, troll cams never help me kill anything. It just gives me another excuse to be out in the woods. See, and that's why, I, you know, I've always, I've never done the troll cam game either. But it's like, man, it, seem, it seems fun. I mean, it seems like something, wow, it'd be cool to see a bobcat or a yeah. cougar or whatever, you know. I mean, and obviously see, you know, a, a big elk or a deer or whatever. It would be really, really cool. But, 
you make a good point. It's like it's another reason to go and be excited about being in the woods. It is really exciting to check you know? out the trail camera. Be like, oh man, I get yeah. to go check it. It's been on a what <laughs> seven day soak or yeah. whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, when I when I started doing it, I was pretty guilty of going in there like every two days. Yeah. <laughs> like I had no patience. Blowing and, everything I, out. Exactly. And I I told Brad, I'm like, listen, dude, you and James are like the the camera guys. I know. Like you have more cameras everywhere. Do like, they have rotations too that they, they check them? They, or? they 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 find an animal and then they'll find um, basically where's the best place to put it. And I'm still learning the trail camping. There's a lot surprising. There's a lot more that goes into really? it. Well, I mean, it's not like you're going to Arizona and putting it on a water hole. I mean, you are now in you can't. the middle. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. Putting the hunting back or hunt back and hunting. Um, yeah. And so, like, you're in the middle of a second growth patch, and where do you put a where do you put a trail cam outside of? There's elk crap everywhere. Yeah. There's not just one highway. There's there's, there's it's 14 just, different trails. Yeah. So what are you what are you looking for? How high do I need to put it? I mean, what is this limb going to make it go? There's a way more crap. Like I got eight or 9,000 photos one day of a limb moving around. Nothing. And that was awesome. I'm like, great. I spent, uh, yeah, it was just. I Interesting. Spent, yeah. So and they, they, they really they've got, got it down. down. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm figuring it out. You know, I placed one the other day and, and I, you know, I snapped off all the stupid twigs and bushes that could mess up my camera. And sure. I'm, you know, I'm learning, but, and it's not like rocket science, but for somebody that is so far deep down that rabbit hole, those guys know a lot more than I do. And so <laughs> I'm really honestly like, I'm like, you want to take my trail cam and just set it up and then like, I'll, you, you, me can go check. I, I don't care. Yeah. And so that, that just gives me another reason to be in the woods, but it, I, it is surprisingly fun to go check those. Oh, it's gotta cams. be. It is. It's gotta be. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like having a little spy there yeah. in, in the woods, yeah. you know? And, and, um, yeah. So I'm trying to get a picture of a big, big black tail I, we saw uh, two days ago. Sweet. And, and we'll see if it works or not, but. Um, did and you did you hang it outside of you not in a unit? I hung it on an old growth tree growing on the edge of a mossy cliff. Which you'll get a bear. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You'll, you'll get, yeah, get a bear. yeah. Well, I mean, spring's coming around the season, and, oh, yeah. and you know, and, and I'm I'm trying to find these mossy cliffs that aren't a big pain in the butt to get to that I can kill one with a bow. Yeah. So, but we'll see. I, I I've been trying to get done with a bow for quite a few years, and it's pretty pretty hard to yeah. get a bear with a bow in the spring yeah it is they move a ton if you get it early when they're a little bit more docile and just coming out to feed it's better yeah. that later you know when you hit that may late may whew, they're moving so much they are they are and they're then, so and, active in the fall yeah you can you can you can focus on their feeding feeding on the fall the blackberries fall you can a little it's bit so loud yeah. like it, it yeah i mean True. it's so loud and, and you can get away with some sound with a bear but they're not like an elk, you know, you can no, get away with a lot no, with an elk. There's so many more elk around. Yeah. And, but a bear, like, I don't know, like they're not, not they're the, dumb, but they're not. That they're dumb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's well put. That's, it that's, is. that's what I was it looking is. for. It and, is. um, so yeah, man, I mean, to answer your question, the number one thing was just time spent in the woods. Interesting. Just period. If you spend time in the woods, you're going to see animals. And then yeah. if you, if you're really ambitious, you can follow them for a little bit, see where they're going, what they did, where they where did they come from. You don't have to follow them. Why where are they, they come there? From? Why are they there? Yeah. What are they? And eating? then another big thing is that they're constantly um, logging units over here. And so if you did have a spot you wanted to hunt, and you don't go there till hunting season, and now it's logged. <laughs> you know, yeah. They're yeah. logging a lot of what we hunt, like 
the last few bulls I killed are basically been logged now. Which is, you can stay in the woods long enough. Those elk aren't going to go long. They're not going to go a long ways. No. But they definitely will go other places. Yeah. And use other bedding areas and use other tiny benches and use all, you know, all these things that like when I dissect an area or we do or whatnot, like we'll get a bull to bugle. We'll be like, okay, they're there right now. It's daylight. Where are they going? And then, okay, I'm assuming they're going to end up somewhere on that bench right over there somewhere. 100%. You I know, mean, that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, once you start figuring out the rosy game and, and i'm not telling you this i'm just saying this absolutely I, i'd be silly no. to try and tell you something about no, you hunting, but learn me like <laughs> like when you when you figure it out it, it becomes easier i think yeah like um yeah. i don't know how to describe it once you get rosy hunting down you can get it down to a science pretty it be, much it becomes a little more predictable v- i would yes, say it's never going to be an exact science but it does come be a little more predictable yeah. like okay and that's why you see us slow playing so much i think on what we do because like I don't want to attack. I don't want to go after him right now because it's not the place. The place may be tonight when he's coming from where he's at now to where he's going to feed. You know, yeah. all those all those things come into play. It's just like it, it might not be the time. So don't force anything that you don't have to right. if there's not a lot of other people around and, well, you know, going to blow it up for you. I don't know if I told you a story about my bull this year. Did you hear about that at all? Yeah. Yeah. There was three other groups of hunters trying to kill that bull as I shot him. <laughs> crazy yeah. crazy public land <laughs> gotta love it dude it was crazy but it, luckily everybody was super cool and that's and, awesome um, one and dude, you had people go help you and all that stuff yeah too. one dude absolutely i mean it was he he if he did not want me to shoot that bull he could have just clapped his hands and spooked the whole herd out Done. there he was that close yeah and i was like dude i i, I told him like thank you for not screwing me out in the woods like because you could have Easy. And uh, he was a fan of you guys, and his son oh, was a cool. fan of you guys. And oh, so cool. I think I ended up giving that guy one of your bugles. But Good. Um, Good. Shout out to those guys um, over – they're from Coos Bay. Oh, nice. And so, um, yeah, so that's that was that was a pretty cool story. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome as far as it just the people that you meet out there. And you can either take it as a negative or a positive. You know, you have a choice right there in your mind. Right. Like, you have a choice to whether you go into it and be like, man, these people are here. This sucks so bad. Or you could be like, hey, I might make a new friend. Right. You know? Well, we were there the night before. And, um, and you know, if, if we had a little bit more time and, and we played it a little bit differently, we probably could have killed that bull the night before. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> my buddy Brad... Um, who I said I was going to hunt by myself. Um, he wanted to, he, he's like, dude, I won't remember. I'm like, bring your bow, dude. What are you thinking? You know? Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. And, yeah. um, but he just wanted to, he's like, you found this bull. Let me help you kill him. Oh, cool. And so I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. He didn't give his middle finger to you. He didn't give me his middle finger. Um, but him and I actually hunt identical. Like that's the first time him and I really hunted elk together. Mm-hmm. It's like, we've been hunting elk together our whole lives. So it, awesome. it was that automatic. I mean, it's automatic to a hundred percent. And, and so we go there and we're both like telling each other our ideas. And it was like, yeah, I'm on the same page as you. And, and so we get there and immediately, immediately we find the bull within a hundred yards of where he was at dark the night before. And he's bugling and raking again. And, um, he does everything I would have done calling. And I snuck right up into the on of that bull in the unit and, and ended up sticking him. And it was like, perfect. It was just like, sweet, just like we thought it would happen, you yeah. know? And so that, that was pretty nice. And, and, and I was able to help return the favor with him. He, uh, I don't know if you saw the bull he shot. It was a dandy. nice bull, great bull. Yeah. yeah, you sent me a picture. Yeah, really pretty bull. Yeah, and I was able to help um, help him work work his way in after he shot it. We went in there and found his bull. He found it, and mm-hmm. I, I filmed the whole thing. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Return the favor, kind of that that way. I, I own a call on now, but well, 
But do you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, kind of. Kind of. I mean, I, I, I would have no problem returning the favor, but I, I mean, I do get into elk more by myself. I really do. Yeah. And that bull, I, 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 I believe I could have killed him by myself, but it definitely didn't hurt having Brad there. It definitely was a, a bonus. Yeah. Because he, he kept him bugling and raking, and I mean, I ran, I and mean, it was super steep. So as fast as you can run in super steep unit. Right out in the middle of the open, this bull is just literally nose up or nose straight down to the ground, just breaking up a storm. Tree. He probably killed five or six reprod trees when I was there. You say you know, so he had him so pissed off. Like I literally ran up to that bull and then another dude bugled. And then so he went around to put himself in between the hunter and the cows. And that's why I had to go all the way to the top. Oh and come. shoot him farther than what I wanted. But I mean it was um, you know, it's just I would have shot him probably at 45 yards if I, if that guy didn't bugle. Right. But it's on. I mean, it's, it's just part of the public. It's part of the game, man. Yeah. And that's was, what's so cool is like it was awesome. every, every single, what do you, what, what episode or whatever, every single yeah. experience can change so fast. Right. Right. And so, that's yeah, why. I mean, but you guys had a big season too. Yeah. And, yeah. and a big season for you guys. I mean, you guys are usually very successful on, on the elk. Um, and, and deer and, and everything, but above and beyond what you guys normally are, you guys put more, I mean, if you wanted to quantify it in inches, you guys put more inches on the, on the ground than any other year that you guys probably have hunted in Oregon. Yeah, probably. I mean, obviously it helped. We had really good, a few, good, <laughs> right. a few really, really good tags, but yeah, it was, I think I, yeah, I think just as of, well, it was only a few weeks ago that we got Wyatt's and I think that was the 10th bull I backed out this year. Really? Yeah. So I didn't I mean, know you guys packed out that many. It was a lot. Holy it was crap. a lot. I, I did pack out some for other people that didn't, you know, that I didn't film or anything like that yeah. too. That uh, just went and helped them out with a tag and stuff. But, but yeah, it was a dude. It was an amazing year for us. Amazing. It was. It was a lot of fun, and it was just. Again, you learn something new every single year, and it was. It was. It was good. It was. We've had a couple t- tougher seasons like you have in the past. I mean, where we didn't get what we thought we would maybe fill tags where we where it didn't happen, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, it was cool to like every tag that we had. I think we, I think we almost, almost filled every single tag we had. Really? Almost. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, when you have, especially when you hunt rosies, I mean, I've, I've had dry spells over on, on the Rockies where, you know, you might go a couple days without hearing a bugle and that's yeah. pretty bad. I've gone weeks on the coast hitting it every day where yeah. you know maybe i i screwed up a shot on a bull and then i'll wait two weeks before i see or hear another one. Oh yeah well I, I mean dude we'll drive all night long <laughs> trying to road bugle you know road yeah. bugle night after night after night after night after night and we did this at the first week of this season and it was just like i just was not finding the elk i mean i'd That's seen crazy. them before season i'd scouted a few different herds we got on those we came close you know almost shot them a couple different times and then i was just like i just had to move i think being mobile is a huge thing and i moved units i didn't even i moved whole units really oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, and that's where we were huh. successful finally. That's crazy. Yeah. How many roses did you guys get this year? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, one, two, three, four, five. That's five cool. or something like really? that. Really? Something and, like and that. You yeah. got the obvious three Rockies. 
Yeah, and we got the three Rockies. Yeah, we got uh, mine, Cody, and Steve's Rockies, and then there were some other big bulls that we had encountered too on just general, you know, over the counter, which is not anymore. But yeah, yeah, anyway. don't get me started on that. I know. Holy smokes, but but yeah, I mean, we had some other we had some other close calls, and like Robbie shot his first bull this year, Wyatt shot his first bull this year, and so we got to experience a lot of the firsts again, which yeah. is so fun, dude. It's Watching so fun. that one, and, and I don't remember who it was, but there was a, a new. I don't know if he's a new hunter or new to hunting with a hinge, but he had that bull really close and he just saw yeah. it go off. That like, was oh. Matt. Yeah. Did he, he end up killing one? Uh, no, he didn't. Oh. He didn't end up killing uh, one. After I saw that, I was like, I hope that guy kills one. Oh, it was <laughs> like, such, a, such a close call. And, I, and that's yeah. another, you know, equipment kind of thing where he could shoot targets lights out with that thing. But in a hunting scenario, there was just so much going on there with that yes. back tension hinge. That was a true back tension? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a tough. There's a reason I don't hunt with one yet, yet, and yeah, that's yeah. that's the reason. But accuracy wise, yeah, if you want to take it to a range and punch paper, hundred oh, percent, you're going to be thousand times more accurate. Yeah. I mean, not a thousand, but you're going to be more accurate with well, it. Well, this is the then you will a trigger. Second, I, I believe second or third year I've been using a hinge for hunting. Have you? Yeah, and I've had people tell me I'm that's so stupid. That's you're an idiot. Is that, it a that, hinge that, or a back tension? It's a hinge. Oh, okay. But I, you know, I shoot it. Just kind of like, almost like you would a back tension. But, yeah. um, and I, it's so hard to not use that now that you have it. I, I mean, it is addicting. It really is. Oh, yeah. When you're, when you have that much confidence with that release, yeah. it's hard to go back to a, you know, and I never had ac- really accuracy issues and hunting situations with an index release or a trigger release, caliper release, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the, the feeling of accuracy yeah. is just there. Yeah. It's, it's, it is really, it's intoxicating. It's hard to go away from it. Oh, I imagine. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never, I haven't, haven't launched, launched an arrow or done anything with that with it yet. But, um, and, and I, and I think that hinges are better in that perspective cause you can control. And that's what it was. He just didn't anchor. He just, he had the, he drew the bulls at seven yards. Yeah. And it was just like, but he just drew and he just did not have his hand to his, to his cheek yet. He just, <laughs> and he just started pulling through the shot. He was just like, Things happen. Adrenaline, Things man. happen pretty fast. Bob yeah. could have lifted a truck at that point. Yeah, it was. Oh man, yeah, it was <sighs> jacked up mode. Yeah, it was. But it, it's cool. It's those things, like those lessons, you know. That it just. I bet he won't do that again. You know, is he going to use that again? I don't know. I don't know. I'll curious. see him tomorrow. I'll see him after tomorrow. I'll ask, ask him for ask me him. and be like, "Here, wants to know if you're going to stick with the back tension." <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's just those lessons, you know, that just like. And it was another one of those things where he felt terrible, you know, because we're all there and everything. Right. It's like, dude, just shake it off. And it's hard to shake something like that off. It like, is. you know, it's it's tough. But it's at the same time, it's like something that you can say, hey, you need to shake it off. And it's really tough to do. Right. So. Well, I mean, I've never, um, and not that he did this, but I've seen guys shoot without looking through their peep because they get so oh, excited. Yeah. You oh, know? Yeah. And, and it's like, man, you know, I've never been that, that excited. Um, but... It just, there's so much that can go wrong. When you start using this, this, I would, I would call it competition equipment. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're kind of opening the door it's along the same, same lines of using mechanical, you know, you ha- everything has to go right. Everything. Right. Yeah. Which that's what you try to set yourself up for, right? Like you're saying. Yeah. Right. That's what you've got to practice to and set yourself up for. You already have those T's crossed and those I's dotted for when right. the thing comes, you know, all together. You're just like, all I have to do is pull the triggers. 
Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's There's all a lot to, to be said about an index finger. <laughs> a lot to be said. A lot to be said. Yeah. I've thought about going back to it, but it's like, man, that, that bull I killed this year. I This year, I made some of the best shots I've ever made in my life in real life hunting scenarios. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to switch once you have that. But I just know that the, the room for error is smaller with my hinge. It just, yeah. you know, it just, it's really hard to switch away from it. But seeing you know matt do that it's like dude that could happen to me too dude i'm not above it you know I, I'm, no. a, I'm a human i can make errors but um you know i had that that bull i shot this year um the last air i shot i spent a lot of money shooting that bull we'll put it that way arrows and brides aren't threw cheap. some serious carbon <laughs> i threw there. some carbon his way um and it wasn't that i was missing it was just he was like the terminator bull yeah and um was it Ty's bull he had to shoot a million times? Or was I, it? I, it was a bull I killed. It was your bull? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shot it four times. Yeah, there you go. Looked like Swiss cheese when you were done with it. I, no, I hit every... I mean, I was. I had like a four-inch group. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, it was perfect. That's awesome. It was a spike. <laughs> oh, yeah. I it remember that. It just didn't die. Yeah, it just yeah, didn't yeah. die. Oh, man, I, I hit this bull with a 60... Okay, so I'll preface this because you're going to judge me. This should be good. This Most is, likely. I will probably get hate mail over this. So I had the bull at 78 yards okay. broadside. Okay. Looking at the guy that's bugling to him. He's looking, the bull is looking, looking away. At the guy. Like Trust the guy's me. in my view, and the bull's in my view. He's on this knife ridge on the timber's edge. He's completely out in the open. Okay. Like if he bugles, the bull's gonna look at him and run out. Like a whole hurt. Like okay. but he's looking like towards the guy looking for the bull. Where's the bull? And so I range and, and there's a few trees that were kind of my rangefinder was hitting. So I Hit, I tried putting it right on his head. And Ooh, then, and then I'm like, deal. 78, 78, 78, 80. I'm like, I'll just aim for 78. You know, I got that a few times. Are we, are we adjusting? We're dialing, yeah. Okay, okay. And um, and so I pull down on him and, and everything's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, right, boom. And like perfect surprise release. As soon as my pin was settled, it went off. It was like perfect, just like I wanted. Okay. And um, he acts like I hit him. I'm like, oh, I, I drilled that bull, dude. I know drilled I drilled him. him. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's not going anywhere. Well, he comes about. But is he? He comes my way, quarter down the hill, and he stops at 62. And he's like, what the heck just happened? He's looking around. And so I'm rank ranging 67, 62, 60, 65. I'm like, there's, there's brushing trees. Over. He's not falling over. And I'm, I can see through the rangefinder. I don't see any red little splotch there. But I'm like, I'm like I'm, he acted like I hit him. Maybe I didn't hit him where I thought I did, but he, he's got an arrow in him. And so I, I range him again, and I'm like, 60, I'm just going to shoot him for 62 because that's what I got a couple times. Okay. Again, pull down. He turns towards me, and he's basically frontal at 62 yards. And I'm like, if you have an arrow in a bull, okay. So this is You okay. take the shot. We're going. Yeah, we're going <laughs> super controversial with Yes, it. if you have an arrow in a bull, you put another one in it. Uh, I, I don't I care. 100% agree with that. I don't care what the angle is. You just put another arrow in that bull. Get the bull dead. Get the bull dead. Okay. So I put that I put that pin right where you'd want to on on a like ever so quarter to you or quarter away downhill like, almost uphill? almost perfectly frontal basically. And it was steep 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 downhill. Hard shot. 62 yards steep downhill frontal. Okay. And he's obviously looking kind of basically uphill at me. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yep. And so I, I put it right there on his chest, like right where he'd want to put it. And I'm like, okay, breathe, pull, okay, okay, go off, go off, boom, it goes off. Perfect. Great. Went off. Everything felt, good release. Felt just as good as the first one. Just as good as the first. <laughs> okay. And, um, and this time I, I, I heard, I kind of heard a sound when it hit him. 
And and then as soon as I hit him, he, he like hunches up and oh crap kind of thing. And he can't run. He's like lethargic, like trying to trying to jog, but like just says crap. I'm just gonna walk. I'm like I drilled him a second time. Okay. And then now he's crossing like 35 yards below me, and I've got too many trees, and it's too steep. So basically, if I'm gonna shoot him, I'm him almost in the back straps. That's how steep it was. Okay. And so he keeps walking by me, and then I run out in front of him because he's just he's just lethargic this time. And then he goes out on this little finger ridge, and I get up on this stump, and um, I bark at him because like he's getting ready to go over. So I just bark at him. Yeah. And and I range him 62 yards, pull back, perfect broadside shot, put it, and it's pretty much right about where the heart's at, and I'm just floating all around the heart, and punk goes off, perfect shot. Again, they're all perfect, right? Every Everything. Every shot I makes perfect. Everything. <clears throat> it feels like it. And um, I hit him. And, and I'm like, that felt like it was probably going to be a couple inches behind the heart. Like, just, just kind of where the pin was, in my opinion. And if you remember when I, I called you on that one bowl, and oh, I'm like, yeah. dude, I think I hit him right in the heart or right, right. In, and I, and I was like, I, right. And, and I felt like that confident. Like, I'm like, I know it was 62, but I felt like I hit him just really close to the heart. Maybe, maybe a yard or two short from the one I was wanting. But, um, you know, he might have been at 63, 64. Okay. Long story short, he doesn't stop. He, I hit him smashed him goes and runs over the hill and then there's a pretty main road at the bottom about 300 yards below where i'm at now at the bottom of the unit there's a road goes and walks on that road walks up the road buys some people's trucks basically and then goes and goes into some like 15 year old reprod like five to ten yard visibility and i'm thinking if I smashed him that good, he shouldn't be going 400 yards. Like that doesn't look doesn't good. Seem, doesn't seem and right. My arrows are in outer space. Not all one that, of them. All that confidence down. that you had. <clears throat> yeah, all that confidence is quickly deteriorating. <laughs> so Brad's coming up the hill, and and um, I'm like, I shot him over here. I'll tell you where. He's like, No, no, no. I got blood right here. Yeah, it's right down here by the road. Yeah. I'm like, crap, dude. And he's like, No, no, no. It's good blood. It's good blood. I'm like, Okay, cool. So I'm like, what? What the heck's going on? Did you go here? look for any arrows or anything? I I looked for my um, my third arrow, and it was just so steep that all those yeah. arrows were launching into. Yeah. they're probably no 100, 200 yards away from where I shot them, and um, and and the one that the first shot, he was kind of skylined on the top of this little landing, and so that arrow is probably 200 yards, gone. you know, in the timber, and so they're they're all gone, you know, it's like a. 40 bucks, 50 bucks an arrow. I'm flinging there, you know, and um, like, that's a very expensive. We're racking up some and so, meat prices um, here. And so now we have, you know, two trucks and another set of hunters coming down to me and everybody's talking about what happened and we saw you shoot. And da, 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 and, Which time? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I've got two arrows left in my quiver and I'm like, I feel like an idiot, you know, <laughs> I was like, Oh, it's just, it's embarrassing. I've never, it's never taken me that many arrows to put down an animal, but elk are tough. I got a podcast. If you guys want to yeah, listen yeah. to if it, if you guys want to hear what not so to here's do. Some, here's some podcast stuff. <laughs> right. I love it. And, um, so long story short, um, I don't know how deep you want me to go into this, but long story short, we, uh, we, I come up with the game plan to, uh, and there's something else I want to talk to you about. You ever heard of a bull toes going like the tracks that the toes will point inward when they're starting, when they're getting ready to tip over and die. Never heard of that. Never heard of that either. But the guy that found the tracks on the road said he's tip, tiptoeing, like they're pointing towards each other, which means that he's getting ready to tip over. I'd never heard that before. Talking about woodsmanship, this guy's got I'm something. I'm thinking, holy crap, I just found the world's greatest elk. 100%. <laughs> he knows something I don't know because I've never even heard that. 
And I'm thinking, I'm like, I'll look, I'll look over at Brad. He's like, sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I love it. As I long as you're it. not telling me that the bull's over like yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I'll go for a dead bull theory. And and so um, we we decide. I decide to give him three and a half hours. Perfect. He, he died in a. If he died, he died in a super like near a creek kind of thing. Super cool. And we go in there and um, we get about um, right on the edge of the road. And I mark where he crossed. And immediately there's bubbly blood. I'm like, okay, which era is that from? You know, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking at this point, I still have three arrows in them, and um, and so, and so we go in there. We make it about fifty or sixty yards in that little dense little pocket of just reprod, and we start hearing this. I'm like, what in the heck is Crazy. that? And it like, it sounded like a like a cub. Like a bear cub, really? Yeah. Okay. And then um, me and Brad like, dude, is there a bear in here? And he's like, I'm gonna shoot. There's a bear. I'm gonna shoot it. Like, okay, well, don't shoot that one. That one's probably a cub. You know, like it doesn't sound like a big bear. And then we hear it again. And then all of a sudden, the noise changes from like to like snarling, growling, wheezing, just heavy breathing. Oh, crazy! And it's from like 60 yards, and now it's to 20, and it's like we can't see it. It's too thick. And we're like, scary on the as trip. heck. Yeah. We, I don't scary. Have, like, my wife got her concealed. So now she uses the pistol because it's her pistol. That's yeah. the pistol I was going to use. And so I, I'm, out, I'm out, in the, out in the woods without a pistol. And he doesn't have a pistol either. And we're like moving in on this mystery animal. Think, still thinking it's a bear that has cubs. And I'm like, but why would it be getting aggressive if the cubs are way behind Right, it? right. <clears throat> so we keep moving in a little farther and it gets more aggressive, more aggressive. Now we're hearing twigs pop and it's coming in farther. And we still can't see it. It's close. And um, it gets to the point where I'm like, I think we should back out a little bit and think about this situation because it's all on my blood trail. Let's talk this We over. need to think about it maybe claiming my bull at this point. It was yeah. crazy as that sounds. And um, so we back out a little bit and then um, we talk about it. And we kind of, Brad's like, I think we should push in. <laughs> I like, like where Brad's head's you at. You are crazy. I like. <laughs> so like, then you agree. Yeah. And he's like, and so I'm like, all right. But I'm like, you know. Don't don't do anything stupid. Which too late for that. We'd already pushed back in, and and he's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go even farther. So he goes like another ten yards farther than what I was willing to go. Granted, this is my bull. I'm not willing to go. And um, he's looking. He's like, I I can hear it. I'm like, dude. Yeah, you and can. I have my phone on. I'm I'm filming at this point, and it charges Brad up to I don't know how close, but close enough to where he could actually see that it was a cougar, a big cougar. And um, it was on my bull. It, it claimed my bull. It was that thought. Of, yeah, it that was, was and, his deal. And um, so we we ran out to the road. Kind of looked like the Blair Witch Project when I was filming it. And uh, and we caught this guy carrying a camper up um, or towing a camper up the hill. Of course you <laughs> and did. And I, I, I yell, hey! And I yell, I mean, he hits the brakes hard, man. Just hops out. Basically, what? I'm like, you got a pistol? He's like... I always got a pistol. <laughs> Do I ever not yeah, have a pistol? Yeah. <laughs> or, I always have a gun. That's the guy you want. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, we have a situation here. And he gets out and he has this freaking hairy, you know, 44 Giant, mag 44. revolver, dude. And I'm like, you are my guy. And he's yeah. like, as soon as I tell him what's going on, his eyes go light up. Loved he's it. excited. Dude. Loved it. So he goes in there charging and he's like, let me go first. I'm going hammer cocked. And so he cocks the hammer and he goes in after Guy it. Guy you don't know at all. Yeah. Hammer cock Super on like, We'll just stay behind you. I'm going to stay way back. <laughs> and he gets up in there and finally, <clears throat> excuse me. And finally he uh, gets to the point where I'm like, we didn't go past this point, but if the bull's here, I'm guessing it's about 20 yards that way. And finally he pushes in real, real, he's like, oh, I don't see the cougar, but I see your bull. 
I was like, Sweet. that's a good sign. So it was on my bowl. And so he, uh, crazy, you know, hammered down and, and everything's safe and, and everybody was good. Did it bite anything on your, it did didn't it? touch it. Um, we didn't see any tracks, but it literally was like with like, it came from my bowl. It was on my bowl, but did it never came back or never came you guys wild. Were? We were so you we're, thinking, we're thinking, out, Hey man, are you going to like, he's like, I'll come back and check on you after I, uh, set up my camera or my, and I'll bring some buddies. And so, and I'll bring some buddies. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? At this point, sure. I owe you a six pack. Yeah. Dude. I owe you whatever the more you the want. Merrier. And I'm like, I almost asked him for his pistol. I'm like, no, nah, I got this. By this time I have a giant machete, which, you know, that's yeah. That, so that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. And so we have this giant machete and we start taking care of the bull. And then here comes some familiar faces through the woods. And I knew his buddies. Oh, cool. And it was a uh, uh, music of the mountain, Brian and Tanya thrall. Sweet. They're local to you. Um, oh, sweet. And uh, super cool people they have a YouTube channel. And they, um, I think I packed out, I don't even know what I packed out. They, they took my bow. They took That's all so the cool. quarters. I packed out something small and, and was just, they gave us beers on the way out. Ah, cool. It was awesome. That's dude. awesome. Yeah. It's the people, man. But so I mean, cool. that, that was pretty cool. And, and um, so it turns out <laughs> I never hit the bow on the first shot. Really? Yeah. He only had two arrows? He only had two arrows in him. And both those, the second, uh, I'm not bragging about taking a a bad shot. I took a bad shot. The frontal. The frontal. You never take a 62-yard frontal. Down. You just don't do that. It's a little rough. rough. But, you know, I literally, in my heart, I I just knew I I smashed that bullet 78 yards. He was dead. And I was just going to put another one in. And so, but it turns out that 68-yard steep, or 62-yard downhill uh, shot was literally on the money and it went all the way through him came out through his ham and passed through all the way through him at 62 and then the 62 yard broadside was a clean pass through right behind the heart behind the heart right behind the heart i mean just just a little low within two inches yeah a little low just about just about two inches from the heart and so it's no wonder why he made it so far i I, honestly i don't know because that that one frontal dude that got everything i mean usually that doesn't last long the frontals yeah usually yeah and so and i told brad that i'm like dude if he was that frontal was where i thought it was he should be dead inside 100 yards easy yeah and he yeah so that bull was just super tough i guess because i i i hit him right where i thought i did second and third shot that's elk that's elk that's elk coming from the guy with the uh with the uh possessor the the spike you had to shoot fifteen million zombie spike it didn't go anywhere but <laughs> it was still standing yeah so I'm still shooting well, then um, I ran out of arrows it was because I used them all on grass it was crazy so the 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 Tom Brian and Tony had footage they sent me footage of the bull um, a week before uh, oh, season cool. and they called it into five yards or something like that a week or ten yards like it came in screaming a week before season no kid yeah was so that bull was hot for two almost two weeks. And then we couldn't even find a view. You know what I mean? Isn't right. that so crazy? Well, I mean, when you aren't finding elk and you're in that, you're in, you're in that slump, what are you, what are you telling yourself? What, what's your mental game? I move everywhere. <laughs> I do. I go everywhere. I ended up like we drew that unit and it was uh, supposed to be a premier unit. Right. I didn't hunt another day after I called you. Really? No. You're done. Done. So that's not where you found that giant bull? No. Oh, wow. No. We, not where we I, killed I our was, elk, not where any of it. No. Really? No. Okay. No. Okay. That's 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 news to me because I was like, um, a buddy of mine was talking about drawing that tag because they, they thought it was in a different unit. And I'm like, man, I hate that unit. I really do. It's like really good or it's really bad. I and I've just, had the really bad part. I didn't experience the really good of it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a buddy that had that same tag. You were there and they killed a... 287 bull big 
Big bowl, big. 282, I don't know. Uh, I big. measured it, so it's probably 50 inches off. Big. <laughs> and uh, and they they struggled up until that point. I really? Mean, yeah, I think that was the first encounter I think those had. last week or so, I, I honestly think it, it would have been good. I, I, there was, we just didn't find the elk. I couldn't find, I couldn't find bulls. There was numerous times that week where we found 30 cows all alone. Really? Not one bull. Towards huh. the end of the week, never heard one bugle. Never heard, and I was just like, "Man, we gotta move. I'm out." Yeah, they're probably. I don't. Know, I've, I've seen it early season too, where the bulls aren't with the cows, and the bulls are still in velvet. All, all I've seen that before. All bachelored up. I've seen that before. We just couldn't find a bull. Yeah. I mean, I found those three right off the bat, and we were on them the first three days. I mean, we had them close, and I mean, we called them in. I mean, you know, cow called them in. Yeah. But they weren't rutting by any means. They were just curious. You know, that's and, weird. Yeah, it was tough, man. And, tough. and we were hunting probably as a crow flies twenty miles. It's not very far. Thirty miles, maybe. Maybe, probably. probably less than that. Yeah, I would say less as the crow flies. Yeah, way less. And having a completely different experience that yeah. just shows you that you know. And when it's I'm the right temperament, man. It's it's just when I'm in my my thought, and I literally do tell myself this, and I, I, me and Brad, where I was telling me and Brad this um, when we were hunting this year, and um, you know, somewhere in this unit. Right now, there's a bull screaming his head off. Numerous bulls. And if, yeah, and I believe that. And you I have believe, to think that. And I believe if you put in the work, yep. it has to happen. It will it, happen. It has to happen. Yep. Yeah. And, and so we, you know, we just, I mean, we would, I don't know how you guys, um, because you, you do the cat road shuffle and stuff, but I'm sure that's probably not the only thing you guys do. Because we, what we do, um, given a little bit, maybe a little bit of the, of the secret sauce that we've started doing, but, we um we will bugle i i got 99% of my bugles off of drivable roads that i either biked or walked yep zero yeah. noise huh zero noise zero noise yeah, yeah. truck yeah. truck noise truck noise yes yep. and oh, we uh, do that all the time it just it's main main roads yeah gravel main roads. drivable easy main roads yeah i was out on drivable roads i had a permit and everything right and i could go wherever i wanted with my truck had my bike and I felt like the smartest guy in the woods. You were. And that day I didn't get a bugle. <laughs> Seen that too. Yes. Seen that too. Well, cool, man. Well, it was awesome to kind of relive your elk season too. And um, man, yeah, these episodes are back to back. We, um, if you want to jump on uh, the on point podcast, my episode is also on his, on his True. podcast. So. True. Um, check that out guys Garrett dude thank you so much for coming I appreciate you for inviting me man it's always a good time always it's always fun getting caught up and it's always always fun sitting down with fellow hunters whether it be elk <laughs> deer rifle bow it doesn't matter right right, it doesn't right. Matter. you're so, turning into a bit of a rifle hunter too I appreciate it, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> all right guys we'll see you catch you later